Hi, you're listening to Oh Hey Heather, Tell Me a Story. Real stories, real experiences, by real people. I hope you enjoy. You know, I'm back on my commute, and I was thinking, this is probably going to sound strange, but I'm actually going into a day that I just don't feel like going in, and I know I have to because that's kind of a slippery slope and I recognize that because if you don't do what you don't want to do when you know it's probably going to be fine anyway it's kind of like when you get invited to go somewhere and you're like "Eh, and then you go and you're glad you went it's like that I was listening to a podcast called the red clay in the red clay I was just curious and then because I've been in my car a lot lately bouncing around I've if I can find one that's you know decent I'll listen that way I can bounce around with what I get bored with and I love true story so this has been pretty fascinating and I'm getting to a close of it and there was a discussion about and I don't want to give anything away if you decide you want to watch it. If you don't, that's fine too. But it was explaining this person who had had uh, chosen to murder people for a profession and uh, for money and found themselves in a hospital bed with severe injuries. And then, you know, in those kinds of situations where you always hear about it or you've watched them in the movies where you can kind of be in one world and the other, the cold, you know, the whole heaven is for real kind of thought. And in it, he was seeing victims laughing and saying, you know, you know, come on, almost like in a way kind of fearful of if there is a place I'm going there and they're not, they're, uh, you know, possibly going to taunt, torment, torture me or something and wasn't sure. And then, you know, they, they talk about, they're not going to tell you what it is. Cause how would you know? I mean, no one will know. These are those big life questions that drive us to keep going through to the commute every day. But my thought was just because I've been, going through all those church classes, which darn it, I never did tell that story. Anyway, that maybe it's like purgatory. I don't know. Maybe because the person you could tell in their, uh, it was one of those nature nurture. Then the nature of this person was one that of a good person, but the, the nurture of the life and the oppression and growing up led to whatever it takes to make money and I can do that and again I'm not justifying any of it I'm just saying maybe purgatory or for those that did all the sins but weren't ready to proceed yet and then I thought to myself if that could be plausible because all of the people through the stories, I don't know. I'm not, because again, I'm, it sounds, I mean, 
I guess I'm saying, like, if there's somebody that puts a hit out on me, I would hope they did some type of excuse to justify it. Not me, because I wouldn't do it. I would hope I'd never do anything that would make me want to be on someone's hit list. I just, I started to change my, like, trajectory there with the story point, because I was thinking, oh, wait, I've seen enough episodes of Snap to know that sometimes people are very, very innocent, and they just want, uh, free, like, you know, the psychopaths that are like, I need to move on, so I want this person gone so I can move on, even though it's like, why can't you just move on? Free country. Oh, because you don't want people to know you're a dick, so you're going to be the ultimate dick. Throw your kids in a water tower. Yeah. Anyway, back to the point. Maybe this was, like, where it was, because in those days and times, it was all, like, mafia Gambino family kind of stuff. Which, by the way, did you know that the Gambinos were uh, Clement or whatever on Bill Clinton's last day? Anyway, I found a document about it and I was reading it. I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe he like pardoned them. Anyway, back to the thing. I would think that if you're if you end up murdered by someone in a mafia who paid the guy that can go stomach it to do it Maybe you're in purgatory, too. And then that would be what that is. Anyway, either way, it reaffirms that even someone who doesn't believe can experience that there is something more. So why not be? I would rather, what's that saying where I would rather, I would rather believe my whole life in God and a heaven to find out there isn't than to spend my whole life believing there isn't and to find out there is. So, <laughs> yep, I'm down. Alright. It's the same thing with if you told me, I mean, we're, we're being told we have to exercise and do all these certain types of exercises so that we can create longevity. I don't question that. I'm like, okay, how many jumping jacks do I got to do? Alright, I'll do it. But then when I was thinking about that, I was thinking how you can, from what I've learned in these classes and, and understanding and something that I can feel at peace with, because I think the idea of people are like, I've had people come up to me and say, well, they, Catholics believe in purgatory. Purgatory, what, what's this? There's just heaven and hell. I'm like, you know what? Don't you find comfort in knowing that, you know, maybe there's a yellow light? Like, maybe there's a pause? Like, I don't know if there is or isn't, but I like the idea of having a safety net I mean, I would hope that if there were tiers of uh, depth of sin that makes the heart go to the place where you end up in hell is like, I would like to know I still have a, it's kind of like when, when I go and watch my uh, people golf and you see those with that one place where when you golf to it, it's an island. Like, you've got to hit the ball on the island from all the way back over here and make sure that it lands there. Otherwise, your scratch means it's in the water and you don't get it back. Whereas other golf courses, like, it's the same distance, but it's covered in land. So you may not hit the green, but you can still keep playing the ball. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I would, I'm fine with knowing you can have a scratch or 
perhaps you aren't the best person in the world, but, and I'm not saying that the, a mur like the murdering part of it wasn't because I've, like I said, nature nurture, but isn't, don't they always say there's, there's, there's a place in hell for people like that. You know what I'm talking about. Evil people at the core that have no compassion, no whatever. Like, I always think of like the antisocial, not antisocial, is that right? The sociopath type. Like, there's no soul. Like, there's no, I would, I would hope that that's where, and then maybe all the sinner idiot people go, I don't know. I'm talking out of my butt. I've probably ticked off all the people that'll never listen anyway. But, <laughs> just a thought I had. So then when I was thinking about it, I was like, you can grow out of it. Like you move on. And, and then I was thinking about all the things I've been contemplating and praying about and wondering, like, what should I do? And do I, you know, like finding, I've been trying to find the silver lining in my everything because all I have are first world problems. It's all I have. First world problems. And the worst first world problem is the anxiety and stress I have for not being able to help third world problems. But these are all first word problems. I understand it. I'm grateful. I am happy. But we all have to admit that sometimes it's time to move. And is it or isn't it? And could I continue this routine? Yes, because I have built enough enjoyment and pleasure in every moment of relationships that I have around getting there and the uh, freedom of time I get out of there to validate that I still can make a positive impact in this place. Because again, it's mutual. If I believed I could not, if I believe that I could not at least impact some type of value and I didn't want to be here either, like it's a done deal. But sometimes I just want to be able to create value and be really into it because I've been there. I've experienced it before. When you've experienced, it's almost like, oh my gosh, yes, this is like it. It's almost like love. And for instance, when you're in love, like when you're in love and they love you back and I'm thinking about, you know, my husband and it's an amazing, wonderful, awesome feeling. And believe it or not, in your jobs, you can feel that way. Like they are so happy that you're here and you are so happy that you're here and everything's like jiving and you're producing and everyone's like, Oh, I love what you produced. And you're like, thank you. I love that. I got to produce it for you. Oh, how cute. And then over time it kind of just wears out and it's because it's so much more complex and dynamic and you know, it's not like it's just you and another person, although some people do have jobs that are like that, you know, smaller companies, but because the players on the teams keep switching, you know, sort of like baseball when you get traded and it changes things to where you start to think, you know, maybe I don't like producing here or maybe they don't like what I produce anymore and it's changed but I produce this and then it starts to get a little wonky. Well, a lot of people in relationships, it's not the same as, you know, marriage and getting divorced, but in a way it kind of is, especially if you've been there a long time. And, but 
the change of that is I believe in the marriage of my husband. So if I, if I ever felt that wild of whack, I would do what I could do to make sure we get back into whack. But people don't do that with jobs. And I don't know why, and I don't know if I should, but do you do it with jobs? If you're happy with everything except the dynamics of what it is you're producing and what you think you're producing for, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. But as I think about it, I do feel that everyone grows if you're growing. So the more you make and the more you produce and the more you learn, the more you grow because you're getting wisdom and experience and life lessons. So what if it's not like true love at all? And instead, it's that what you needed at the time. But a lot of people look at that as relationships too. And I, I don't want, I don't, I don't know. Because for that, I would just say, well, then this is going to be my 40 years because 50 years, 60 years. Anyway, now I'm totally digressing. I was bringing up that point because sometimes, like I had to transplant another pot and I'm looking at another plant in my house and I'm thinking I'm going to have to get a bigger pot for that or I'm going to have to cut it back. So it's either clip it back to keep it in where it's planted or dig it up and put it in a bigger pot so that it can grow even more. And I think that that's where the questions lie on do you stay with your job or not? Is do you want to do you need a do you want to keep growing in the ways that you could if you took on challenges of different production or do you go ahead and stay where you're at trim back and scale back because you really like the view from where you're at I don't know and every day I don't know because it's like I said before I've got enough surrounding me of enjoyment and freedoms that I do a lot more producing outside of the that which pays me but I still provide the impact I hope I can here by just staying trimmed back and not growing bigger because I think if I grew bigger I would drown out the room and that's not a good thing it's not a good thing at all because then other things can't grow so I want other things to grow so I guess that's the big question is do I make a bigger pot or do I just go ahead and trim back and look at all the positive things that surround me with the relationships and the productivity and the need and why do you always why can't I change roles why can't I just go ahead and help out other people and let them produce stuff for a while and let it go because I'm cool with it but then you're not maybe making an impact I don't know and then it goes back and forth and then you're just driving thinking about purgatory and pots all right, well, I'm here. Thanks for listening. And there you have it, another episode of Oh Hey Heather. I hope it has made you think of a story of your own or how you could relate to this one, or if anything, just something you could enjoy. Thanks, everyone, and have a great one.